Lando and Lexi is a proud member of the Creative Grapevine. You're listening to Lando and Lexi with Lando and Lexi. All right. Let's talk podcasting. Ask me a question. All right. So this summer you've been doing a lot of podcasting. How many episodes have you recorded this summer? Um, okay. How many episodes did I? I think I sent a number to you guys. And I think, I think it was over, it was over a hundred episodes, I think, is how many I, I've recorded total this summer. Because next year, we're having, we're starting Broken Bulbs. Um, and, and that's going to be a three times a week episode. And so I've recorded all these episodes with people. I think I've had somewhere around 20 guests on there so far and I I have I have three more episodes I'm recording tomorrow as in Friday the 11th and then I have um and then I have I think one one more episode scheduled but that's that's been a hassle to get that one arranged that's been kind of annoying but I I do think this guest would be really really good we've just had some issues scheduling it um and so yeah it's been like a hundred and then I've also recorded a bunch of episodes for um my wax museum uh like by the end of this week I will be recorded I think into February um, I'm recording with somebody right after this and their episode's going to go out January 12th. Um, and so I'm really, I'm really getting ahead and it feels wonderful. It feels absolutely wonderful, uh, to be ahead on that. I've also, uh, did a bunch of stuff for the people of home. I did a bunch of stuff for my professors for the simulations that I'm making. So yeah, this summer has been bonkers with podcasting, um, which which is nice because it's 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 something I thoroughly enjoy. Are you recording all of these ahead of time because um, you want to take si- some time off later on, or are you just recording all of these ahead of time so then um, you can focus on other projects as well? Yeah, I think. I th- I think it's kind of a mix. I mean, I the reason I've recorded so much this summer um, is so that I can take that time off to focus on school. Like during this next semester, um, I have to I have to edit some shows and I have to do some simulations, but it's not super heavy. I mean, Bryce and I are basically done until the end of October. And then you and I, we record whenever. I'm done recording all of my Wax Museum until next year. I, you know, like I've gotten ahead because I'm doing 21 credits, right, this semester. So I need to be able to focus. And so, yeah, kind of kind of a mix of both. Um, but also one thing with Broken Bulbs, which I'll, I'll briefly share the premise of the show. You can subscribe. It's it's the trailers out now um but broken bulbs is sitting down and talking with people mostly creatives or entrepreneurs 
about their failures. And so we sit down and we talk about the mistakes that they've made and the lessons that they've learned. And I have some incredible conversations. I actually cannot wait to share these things with people because I have, you know, I have gotten to sit down and chat with people who have far more experience than I. And I've gotten to ask them, you know, okay, what mistake did you make? What did you learn from it? And sometimes we laugh about it. Sometimes it's like a really serious mistake. Sometimes, um, sometimes it's just very like, this is what happened. This is the story. Here's what I learned. And it is such an incredible, incredible thing to just get to sit and listen and learn from these people. And, um, and so if anybody, I mean, it's mostly aimed at entrepreneurs and business owners and such, but I think anybody who's creative or really anybody who wants to be a better person, I think could gain some insight from this show. Um, and so I, I record ahead of time because it's a three day a week show. And so I need to make sure I have a lot of guests lined up, especially I, I tend to record three episodes per guest. Um, and I want to make sure that I can space those episodes out, right? So when I record with a guest, usually their last episode will come months after their first episode. Um, and so that's just kind of the way that recording schedule has to work out. Um, so yeah, I guess to answer your question more succinctly, it, it, it's a mix of both. I just need to make sure that I'm ahead on things enough that I can focus on the things here and now and not worry like, scrambling oh i need to get that episode out i mean for example this week i got ahead and i have i have uh episodes scheduled for my wax museum two weeks ahead of time i have the episode for she has a name too is already scheduled ready to go um the episode for um mine and bryce's show the old goal of truth that's already scheduled for three weeks from now so it's just a stress reliever to be ahead on things instead of, oh, dang it, like I need to put out a podcast. So because you have so many different um, podcasts going on right now, do you ever feel overwhelmed with how many you're doing? Or do you enjoy um, the fact that they keep you busy? Um, I enjoy that it keeps me busy because I'm... I'm the type of person, this is kind of my philosophy, my perspective on things. The things that, you know, are supposed to keep me busy, like school, um, don't keep me busy, right? Uh, they, the school says, oh, you're doing 21 credits? Well, you should be taking, you know, at least three hours, three to four hours per credit. And so, the school sees that I'm doing 21 credits and they're thinking, okay, well, he's probably going to take, you know, 60 to 80 hours a week to, to do this, to do these classes. And I'm sitting here thinking, um, n no, because like, why, why would it take me that long? They, they say that it takes so long, but it doesn't, it really doesn't take that much time. And and so for me, it's kind of a disappointment in the things that are meant to be occupying my time 
And so I find these creative projects, which I, I, I think is wonderful that I'm, you know, able to do school and do these things. Um, sometimes it does get overwhelming. I know sometimes I will record with a guest and we'll be chatting, we'll be having a good time, and then I'll get off the recording and I'll go lay down and have a nap because it does take a lot of energy to to sit and record and think of questions to ask and think what's the audience going to want to hear and at the same time I'm trying to think okay and how am I going to edit this together okay is the story working you know do do we need to restart you know there's so many things running through my head that I'm trying to manage this this podcast at the same time as having just a great conversation with somebody and so it it is exhausting but it feels good like it feels satisfying do you know what i mean like when you go to work and you you come home from work and you're like oh boy i'm exhausted if like it feels like good i'm living right it reminds you that you're alive does that make sense mm-hmm. so that's that's basically that's basically it for me is 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 that it just reminds me that I'm here and that I'm creating things and that I'm doing things and that I'm not just you know a blob you know on on earth it's it's very satisfying uh despite the exhaustion yeah mm-hmm. so you it- yeah, because I, I mean, I really believe that you you assign your own purpose to things. When people are like, well, what's the meaning of life? What's the purpose? What's my purpose? It's like, you pick your purpose. Like, what do you want to do? Right? Um, that that's what, that's what I believe about it. I don't think that there's one meaning of life. I think that you you assign meaning to your life when, when you look at it. And for me... Um, podcasting storytelling education that's that's where i derive meaning from personally so yeah that's that's my that's my summer of podcasting um let's talk about your summer so you lived in your van for the summer fill me in um what was what was your overall experience like because i know beforehand uh we were kind of like well we'll see you know we'll we'll see what you end up thinking about it we'll see how it ends up going um and and then yeah tell me is it did you feel satisfied by it is it something that you uh would do again Um, I was satisfied with it. Um, I would definitely do it again. I think I would do it a little bit differently. Um, but like it was, like it was a learning curve. So I went out, I bought a van and then I did some modifications to it. And then I kind of hit the road and, um, Unfortunately, I didn't go everywhere that I wanted to go because um, my van 
1984 and so it's very high on kilometers and very old which i also learned that it has a um a carburetor engine and apparently mechanics aren't taught that in school anymore um so most mechanics don't actually know how to work on them um well that sucks (laughs) so that was yeah that was kind of interesting to learn um, because I did have, I did have some problems. I thought my van was going to stall out on me. Um, but I drove from Lethbridge to Calgary and Calgary's where I had, was having problems, but I kept going, which I mean, any smart person would have, would have been like, oh, I should probably take this into a mechanic right now. But me being me, I was like, oh, you know, it's probably fine. Like, that's probably like a one-time thing. And I drove all the way to Lloydminster with my van um, constantly seeming like it was going to stall out. So it was kind of scary to drive, but I got it fixed. Um, Thankfully, mom's neighbor who is a mechanic knows how to work on carburetor engines that's a relief holy cow yeah and he he asked me he's like oh did you have an oil change i was like yeah i flooded the engine last year um and he's like oh okay he's like because all of these filters should have been changed out when you had your oil change and that's that's what was causing the problem was because i had a whole ton of filters that were dirty Instead of running on technology, filters are like your main, your main thing that your engine relies on. So, so yeah, I had a whole ton of dirty filters and that's what, that's what was causing problems. My van ran like a top after that. Like it was, it ran perfectly fine. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So it was just kind of, kind of funny that it was just this, like, it, it seems like a simple fix, but I also, I'm not a mechanic, so anything mechanical just goes right over my head, and it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, it it, it sucks. Um, I, I don't know, like, I think it would be a good skill, but there's so much to learn, and there's also so many other things to learn, right? You can't be good at everything, but I'm... I'm curious, uh, and you, you, I think you mentioned on the show before about, you know, having troubles with your van on the way to Lloyd, um, but then overall, like, the experience of sleeping in a van and, and kind of being on the road, what was, what was that like? Because you are, you are used to having a bedroom and, like, your own space, you know, a, a larger space, right? And so, what was it like to just be on the road and sleep in a van? I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, the only times that I kind of felt a little um, stressed out was when I was parking in the city in parking lots um, because I was constantly worried that I was going to get woken up in the middle of the night by the cops ask, like telling me, hey, you got to move. Um, because because my van is 
super old and it like it looks like a camper van so it sticks out like a sore thumb so it's not it's not like the stealth vans that everybody's building in now like it it's a camper and so I was constantly worried and um because of the age it has um manual locks so like like all the time I would have a checklist back door locked side door locked um driver door locked passenger door locked like I had to make sure like I had I had a checklist going through making sure that every door was locked before I went to bed for the night um but there was still there was still kind of that fear that somebody was going to break in like I honestly I wasn't overly worried about it because I was like honestly if somebody's going to break into my van they're probably going to do it while I'm not in it right um right and if they do it while I'm in it, chances are me waking up and being like, hey, what are you doing, is going to scare them off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're not interested in in fighting anybody. They just want to grab some stuff quick kind of thing. I, I remember having the same kind of nervousness as you um, that like, oh, is somebody going to see me? It's weird because when I'm sleeping, I can't. I can't tell if somebody's watching me sleep or something, right? Um, and I did get woken up by a cop. And, um, and that was really funny. But so, yeah, so I, I totally get you on the feel or on the fear. Do you think that, like, as you do it more, because we've talked about you doing it again, as you do it more, do you think that it's something you'll just kind of stop worrying about or will it always make you nervous? Well, I think there's always um, there's always the aspect that, that you have to kind of worry about that because you are you are living in a van like you are living mobile vehicles are targets for people to break into all the time. So it's just something that you have to be aware about. Um there's a lot of van lifers on YouTube who have like extra security on their vans to make sure that if a door is open, an alarm is going to go off. Or like um, I've seen a few where they actually put locks on the inside. So they drill a hole on the door and they drill a hole into the frame and then they have it so they can put a lock through it. And they physically like lock it. So even if somebody breaks the vehicle lock, they still can't get in. Right, because it's locked from the inside only. Yeah, because you have an extra lock there. Um, so there's definitely like other security measures that you can do to make sure that it's safe for you and like. Um, and like help bring down that anxiety that you might have but yeah overall like I didn't I loved it I loved living in the small space um I'm now moved into a room which is like three times the size of space that my van had and um and it's kind of weird being in a big space because now I'm like oh I can like 
actually walk around and like instead of just walking laps I can walk circles. I have a huge desk in my room so I have like my laptop, my sewing machine, other stuff on there and I still have a whole ton of room. Uh, It's just uh, it's just kind of weird being in a bigger space now because I like I liked living in the small space. Like I liked being able to um, wash my hands and then sit in my bed and brush my teeth and like have the sink right there. Like I just I just kind of got used to that. Um, kind of have everything in such close quarters. Yeah, but overall, I like I liked the small space. Um, I tend to misplace things very easily. Um, and so living in a small space, there's only so many places I could have put something. So I found stuff that I've misplaced a whole lot faster than I normally would have. That's true. Um, That's another benefit of having a small space. You just, you have less junk. So then the important stuff just doesn't get lost as easily. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely like, I definitely love that because I would put... Um, say my phone somewhere and I just walk away. I'm like, oh, where'd my phone go? And then I'm like, well, the last time I had it, it was in my van. And I would go into my van and chances are it was on the counter, just kind of hanging out. So it was like when I did misplace something, it was super easy to find it. Whereas like in a big space, if you misplace something, it could take you days before you find it. That's true. That's honestly... That's why I'm excited um, because we've talked before about me thinking about doing a bit more of a nomadic life and I would be traveling with a camera backpack um, with my podcast equipment in the Pelican case and a suitcase with clothes and, you know, uh, toothpaste, (laughs) like, you know, um, and I would just basically travel around like that. I'd leave every, everything else back home, which everything else is mostly family heirlooms like the accordion my books um you know important documents and stuff like i would leave all of that back home um and then and then go out but just you know have very few things right i would probably be able to name everything that i have um know exactly where it is i think I think that would be fun. But yeah, I agree. It's nice to just have this small space. Yeah, and I um I noticed like I when I moved into my van, I wasn't fully packed. Um so I kind of had stuff everywhere for a little while. And about 2 weeks before I had to move out, I finally had everything organized where I actually had empty spaces. Really? Um where I, yeah, where I didn't actually have stuff because, um, throughout my, like throughout living in the van, I would go through my stuff, be like, well, I don't actually need this. Like I had, I had some colder weather clothing because I thought, okay, well, like if it gets cold one night, then I have a long sleeve shirt I can put on, which honestly isn't a bad idea. And I wish I actually kept it, but because it was super hot, I really like, I was like, I have no use for this. And then later on, just before I moved out, it got down to minus one 
uh, one night and I really wish I had kept that long sleeve shirt because it was cold <laughs> in my van. Um, but yeah, like I took, I took a lot of stuff out of my van because I was like, oh, well, I don't need this. Like, I'm not going to use this. Like, this was kind of stupid. Like, why did I think that I needed this? And so it just kind of, it just kind of gave me a new perspective on like what stuff you need and what stuff you don't need. And so now that I'm living in a room, I'm actually emptying out my storage unit and going through all my stuff again and getting rid of more stuff. I already got rid of a ton of stuff when I moved into my van, like before I moved out of my place. But now I'm like looking back at some of the stuff, I'm like, I don't need this. Like, why do I, why do I have this? So like I'm, I'm going through my stuff and I'm kind of organizing it um, because my roommates want to learn how to knit. I took all my yarn out of my storage unit and I went through it yesterday and I separated the yarn that I don't care about and the yarn that I want to save for a different project. It feels good to be organized. Yeah and so now I'm like okay I know like this box um like my roommate can use it. It's old. It's old stuff. I've already used it in a project. Like, I don't think I'll use it again. So that's why I put it in the box. It's kind of nice being organized. Um, and I've, I have limited myself throughout living on my own to limit my stuff. And now, like, I looked in one box while I was looking for a box in my storage unit. I looked in one box, and I had, like, three different hair straighteners. I'm like, why do I need all of these? And I've even been looking around at my stuff, and I'm like, yeah, I, there are a lot of things I can get rid of. And so I'm, I'm going to make a giveaway box. Also, also in that box, I had, like, a whole ton of curling irons. I'm like, I don't even curl my hair. Like... <laughs> Like, I don't know why I have all of these because if I'm going to curl my hair, I curl it with a straightener because that's that's just kind of how I do curls best. And so it's like, I don't even need a curling iron. So like, I've been seeing stuff and I'm like, I'm not going to use this. Like, why did I hang on to this? Like, it's just kind of silly. Um, but yeah, it's kind of interesting how like you can you think you'll need something and then you go through and you're like, I actually don't need this. And that's what I found a lot um, with my van is that a lot of stuff that I thought that I would need, I brought with me and then I was like, oh wait, I don't actually need this. One, uh, one thing I really wish I did have in my van was a toilet. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely, that'll be a must when, when I get one. <laughs> um, yeah, that, um, it limited where I could park my van. So like I had to make sure that I parked it close to, um, to a place that I could use a bathroom either early in the morning or late at night or in the middle of the night even. Um, and it, it was really hard because... Um, at some points I would wake up in the morning really needing to use the bathroom, but I didn't have one close by. Um, 
so it kind of made it a little hard while I was staying outside of work. I wasn't allowed to go into work to use the bathroom until until just before my shift was about to start. So that kind of, that was kind of frustrating. Um, I used a gas station bathroom. I went to the bathroom um, just before I went to bed. And then early in the morning, I like went over there and used it again. And I was like, hi, I'm back. Like just using your bathroom here. Um, I did get a funny look from the the dude working um, because it was this, it was the guy who was doing the overnight shift. And so he saw me use the bathroom before I went to bed. <laughs> and then he was still there when I used the bathroom when I woke up. So it was kind of... Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah it was kind of weird because like he just kind of like looked at me like, what? Um, yeah, so like I just, I just had to make sure that I was by a bathroom. Um, I did while I was staying at mom's house. I did have a time where I woke up at like 2 o'clock in the morning. And I really had to go, and so I had to go outside, and then I had to get inside the house to go to the bathroom, and that was that was just kind of a hassle because it was cold and it was dark, and there was coyotes yabbering to each other, and so I like I kind of had a little like panic attack that I was gonna get attacked, even though like I knew they were farther away. Um, it just would have been nice to be able to just go to the bathroom in my van. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think a bathroom's going to be going to be a thing for me. I've I've talked to a lot of people and I've told people cuz they're like, "Oh, that's so cool. Like I want to I want to do that too." I'm like, "Honestly, go rent a camper van and like try it out for like a week or two. Um, like I kind of, I took the chance of, um, liking, like I kind of thought that I would like it. So I bought a camper van, but I like, I think as a person who did that in like, I recommend to everybody else that they should, um, they should rent one first. They shouldn't just like jump right in with two feet. Like I did, uh, they should rent one and see if they like it before, before they buy their own van because yeah like some some people don't like it yeah i i agree and yeah that's why you know kind of when when you started talking about it i was like well i mean try it out don't invest too much money in it right away just give it a shot see how it goes see if you like it and then you know and then uh, uh, if if you do like it then you know maybe next year put more money into it right so that you can build out what more of what you want um for the experience a any closing thoughts on your um on your van life experience your first time van life experience um okay you can cut everything else out um but just keep this if you're going to do van life rent one first or if you do buy a van Make sure you put a toilet in it if it doesn't already have one because you're you're going to want a toilet. That's like the most important thing. All right. Well, um Thanks for listening to Lando and Lexi with Lando and Lexi.
Mecco.